Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Elevation Podcast. I'm here, as always, with Vaughn Lambert, and we are going to share a little bit about one of our favorite topics, total building commissioning, not to be confused with making sure your plumbing drips. So, <laughs> Vaughn, you want to give them a little bit of uh, an intro and summary of where we're headed and some of the thoughts we had. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this uh, kind of came out of a conversation that uh, we had at Hems last week. Uh, we spent uh, a majority of the time walking around. How's your feet, by the way? Mine are almost healed. Feet are. Uh, I have one blister, and it's uh, <laughs> it's it's on the mend. And um, speaking of that, if you want to tell everybody a little bit about what Hems is as an entity in case they don't know. in case you don't know um so um you know we spend a lot of our time with uh the ashy pdc folks but the hems folks is the health information management system society it's the uh, it uh component and uh, they have an annual conference and it's usually uh very largely attended it was down this year with uh COVID and such but uh you know typically there's uh, more than 40,000 people attend. Anyway, the uh, we were there and uh, it was um, kudos to the people who that put it on because that was a difficult thing to do to have an in-person uh, meeting with all these people. But we... Uh, yeah, they did a great job for sure. Um, even as you said, with the attendance down, it was, um, it was still a fair amount of people spread out over our... Uh, favorite city of Las Vegas. So they, they, they did for sure yeah. do a great job. Yeah. Unfortunately it was only 106. So, you know, it, it... <laughs> <laughs> but um, one of the things that uh, I always like going there is, uh, you know, catching up with uh, colleagues uh, and, you know, meeting new ones. And we, uh, we met a new colleague uh, this year. It happens to be a, a colleague of another person I know, but uh, we got to make, meet uh, Zach Hillard from SSR, and um, they do a lot of technology consulting, engineering work, uh, and a lot of commissioning. And so we got into a conversation about commissioning and a lot of our uh, struggles with that in that it's seldom budgeted up front, and uh, therefore it... Uh, because it's not budgeted, it either doesn't happen or it's marginalized. Or as, as you say, you know, it's, we, we made sure the air handler worked, you know, we did the test and balance report, the fire system went off. We did all the code required things, but if you get into what the FGI is talking about with uh, total building commissioning, they really recommend uh, that you get deeper into these systems. And we completely agree because these are the things that, we end up having to go get called in to repair or tell us what's wrong or um, make the building work the way it's supposed to. And uh, Zach um, and his crew at SSR uh, have also done this um, uh, evaluation and, and, you know, they, they recommend to their clients to do these kind of things. Yeah. I thought, um, I thought it was a great conversation and, you know, for me, Personally, I think this is where we always kind of see the breakdown. Um, you know, as you just said, we're always good about testing balance of air and water, and we're good with our electrical systems and making sure they function um, on normal power, emergency power, et cetera, et cetera. 
but we always tend to kind of stumble towards the end, specifically in the low voltage area and the device area. And um, I thought it was just a great conversation. I mean, Zach's a great guy. Shout out to Zach um, Hilliard and his team. Um, but I think it's it's a challenge that we still battle. Um, we battle from the client side. You know, one of my <laughs> favorite stories, Vaughn, that I've bored you with is, you know, for those of you out there, Vaughn and I were on a project um, several years ago. Um, I remember looking at the documents when we were brought on and this was, we were in a different role at the time and I'm sitting there and I don't see any low voltage information other than cable tray and uh, conduit or notes for uh, pipe and pathway for those of you in the biz. Um, so the conversation just became, Hey, what are we thinking about for low voltage? You know, I don't see any specifications for, you know, your category cable or any of your fiber and the client informed us that, well, we just thought we would do that after substantial completion. Um, in a healthcare facility with hard lid ceilings and five stories. Sure. What could that possibly would be go wrong? <laughs> right. So we're just going to build it up and then we're going to tear everything out and awesome. Um, so that was a, a tough conversation to have. And long story short, we were able to scramble and get the necessary infrastructure into the project. But I mean, and obviously that's an extreme. And I think, you know, as, as there's education out there and clients are more involved in their facilities and the capital project side, I mean, I think it gets better. But the, the point is we still... And this is my opinion I'm sharing with you, Vaughn. I feel like we still deal with the healthcare technology and the low voltage component as an afterthought. We just, for some reason, really don't want to consider this as one of the critical systems. It's no different than fire sprinkler. It's no different than HVAC. It's no different than electrical plumbing, et cetera. And I just... I, I don't know why we do that, but, um, you know, to your point, if we can get that mindset changed and then we start to develop this total building commissioning, I think that's a huge step in the right direction. Yeah, it's absolutely a huge step. And the, the other piece that it does, and we've experienced this over and over and over is a hospital will invest in a technology and, uh, anyone who's invested in technology recently knows that that's not cheap. Uh, and the purpose of that is there's supposed to be an ROI associated with that, whether it's in efficiency, staffing, uh, identification earlier of issues, all of those things that these systems can do. But when they're not installed correctly, then they don't do it. And that puts the staff, the nursing staff, the physicians, you know, all the other support staff, in uh, you know a bit of a bind in that something was supposed to work and it doesn't. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm going to ask you before you leave this thought if you can share with the the listeners out there. There's a specific example that was brought to you um, on this nurse call subject, and I believe they said to you 
um, it doesn't work. So we were going to junk it. So if you can kind of give everybody an idea of what they spent and what you found out after investigating the statement, it doesn't work. Um, I think, I think that's a great story. Well, they, I mean, the, the basic thing was this, the system doesn't work and they, they'd invested uh, several hundred thousand dollars in the system and were ready to abandon it and go to another vendor. And the, the bottom line was it had nothing to do with the, uh, the software and the hardware that they had bought. It had to do with the, uh, how the data uh, talked with the uh, wireless access points and how that system had been installed. So it, it wasn't the, the uh, product's fault. It was the uh, existing facilities distribution of wireless access points and how those work together that was the problem and they were about ready to um, duplicate that in the new building so we were able to back up take a, a good look at the whole picture and get that fixed in the existing building and then do the design correctly in the new building yeah so if you go back to um you know, one of our earlier episodes, the uh, where we talk about you know how elevation uh, became what it is and what we provide our clients. I mean, I, I think it goes to the point we made in that specific episode about sitting with the clients early, and it doesn't have to be, you know, a four hundred million dollar expansion. It can be just an assessment of the facility before owners make these decisions. Um, we can sit and evaluate where you are, what the system looks like from an infrastructure perspective. And you have just recently gone through a very similar evaluation with one of our other clients um, just to make sure that they're making as informed of a decision as they can, which will maximize their, the value for their expenditure. Um, and I think that's important. And I, I tell you that to say, Part of this total building commissioning is understanding the last piece. Um, I, I certainly don't want to oversimplify building systems, um, building envelope, uh, mechanical, electrical. It's very important. It's very important for the comfort of the individual that's inside the facility. Um, but it's equally as important to make sure that these systems, as they make a healthcare facility, a healthcare facility work. And we spend the, the requisite amount of time ensuring that they're commissioned properly and that they're talking to one another. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, these systems need to work and they need to work flawlessly. Uh, and, you know, we need to be able to train the people. So it's, it's not only commissioning, but it's the activation. It's getting the, the people, the users who are going to depend on these pieces of equipment and these systems and things that are behind the walls and they have no control over making sure that they work flawlessly. I, I had a colleague once, uh, a nurse, um, that said, these systems need to be like breathing. You know, I don't have to, I shouldn't have to think about it. Uh, and they need to be designed so that, uh, it, it's like breathing. And, and one of my examples that I use is, uh, and it's a car analogy because if you know me, you know, I have to use a car analogy. Um, <laughs> right. So, you know, you don't think about the fact that, um, when you get into your car to shift it into reverse, you have to put the foot on the brake. 
I mean, that's been such a, 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 a design and engineered safety component of a car for so long that no one thinks about that. Now everyone's thinking, do I really put my foot on the brake when I shift into reverse? The answer is you have to, because that's a requirement. Uh, and when we, when we marginalize those things, um, and we don't design those safeties into a building, that's when we, we instill latent errors in a building and, uh, future users and future, um, stakeholders in that building are going to have to have workarounds or uh, just have to deal with the marginalization of a system. Right. And I do, I do want to kind of give the other side of that just so everyone understands the, the pitfalls to this as well. So based on what you just said, the other component that I think is important is communication. So we've, we've made sure these systems work together but the communication to um, the staff, the users, making sure they understand the, the processes and the procedures and really make a concerted effort to now use the technology as it was designed um, is an important part as well. Because, you know, going back to HIMSS, when you and I were sitting there in one of the presentations and the ind uh, individual said, you know, we love nurses and we do nurses, you know, they are the heartbeat. Um, and the, I think the statement was they're really good at finding workarounds. And I saw you wince a little bit only because <laughs> you've experienced so much of these workarounds in the past. And it's not necessarily because the technology didn't work correctly. It's because the information wasn't conveyed to them. They weren't trained properly. So, it's human nature. If you're going in a critical situation when alarms are going off and you need to be in five places at one time and you're trying to figure something out, you know what, just throw it in the drawer and I'll go do it the old way. You know, give me a pen and a pad of paper and let's get done. However, you know, there are, I think the important part of this too is there are technologies that don't have a workaround and you need to be careful on you know, co-mingling the two, because that's where errors can happen and, you know, tragic situations. Yeah, absolutely. And it, again, you know, we've, we've got far too many uh, experiences that uh, bring that to light. And, um, you know, it, it gets back to um, a presentation we're, we're putting together talking about five fatal flaws. Uh, you know, we don't like to talk about those kind of things, but that's the reality. Um, when we make mistakes in hospitals, people get hurt. Uh, and it's not always patients. It uh, can also be people's careers get hurt. Uh, you know, you, you try and do a workaround because you've got to get the job done and you didn't have the support. You didn't have the systems in place. And, you know, hospitals are a system of systems. And oftentimes we'll um, really work on one piece of the system and optimize it at the detriment of the other systems that are either feeding into it or taking from it. So it, it's important. And that gets back to the, the total building um, commissioning issues is when you think about everything, it's, it's not just a group or a single person or a single event. It's a system of systems. And we have to make sure that they all are functioning uh, as optimal, optimal as they can. 
That is well said. Um, I think we've spent a fair amount of time here. I think we've probably given the listeners more than they care to, <laughs> to digest here. So I just wanted to take a minute and say thank you all for listening. Again, thanks for stopping by. Um, a lot of people have been reaching out and you know, downloading the podcast, so we're, we're super grateful for that. And if you have any questions, please uh, check us out on our website or feel free to give us a call. We're always here to answer any questions. Thank you, guys, and we will catch you on the next episode.